Welcome to Hope Assembly of God Online. We believe no matter the journey, there is always hope. This is a recording of our live Sunday sermon, unedited, uncut, real. Well, good morning. Welcome to I Hope Online. I know what you're thinking. Pastor, you look different. You look better. You have hair. It's, it's just the magic of the camera. It, I don't know what else to say. It's just the camera. Well, in all seriousness, it's great to be with you guys this morning, kind of. I'm going to read our Advent reading for this morning. So our first candle is love. Jesus gives us love. Our second candle is hope. Jesus gives us hope. And for today, it's Jesus is our peace. And I'm going to be reading from Colossians 1, 19 through 20. For God in all his fullness was pleased to live in Christ. And through him, God reconciled everything to himself. He made peace with everything in heaven and on earth by means of Christ's blood on the cross. Jesus gives us peace. I am now going to turn it over to my dad. Okay, I don't want to hear it, that we'd rather see Lindsay than you. I know, I know. I'd rather see Lindsay than me, too. Imagine having to look in the mirror at this face every day. Uh, so, <laughs> well, there was a pleasant surprise that Lindsay had for us uh, last yesterday. Um, we thought she was coming home Wednesday, and it turns out that uh, things changed for her. And Joseph came home about 20 minutes later. There was a knock on the door, and it was Lindsay. So we were surprised and pleasantly, uh, obviously, surprised to see her. Uh, thanks, Linz, for helping out helping out this, this morning. Uh, we are... Uh, we went online, obviously. That's not something that we necessarily think is ideal. It's not. We'd love to have online and on-site. But we just decided that under the circumstances with knowing more and more people that are getting COVID, like literally knowing the people, uh, knowing some people that have passed away uh, from COVID, we just want to err on the side of caution. Remember, we're not trying to make a point. We're trying to make a difference. Um, and that's what church is all about. Not trying to make a point. We don't choose sides on temporal things, but we're trying to make a difference in people's lives. So we want our people to be safe. We want to get through this and, and continue to move forward uh, with everything. Someday we'll look back on this and we won't be happy about it, but we'll look back on it and say, you know what? God was with us through all this and we'll re remember all he did through the COVID crisis. Well, we have a lot in store for you today. Grandpa Pastor is going to show up in just a few minutes. So if your children are watching, let them uh, get in get in close. I know some of you project this to your TV and, and watch it. Uh, sorry, you got to see my big head on your big screen. I apologize for that, but uh, let, them, let them get close. I, I found a really great story from the perspective of the angel Gabriel, and we're going to share that with the children. And then Kelly uh, will get in contact with the families and different things. She has some great things planned for our children 
uh, over this over this Christmas Christmas season. Uh, offering you can give as you've been giving. We want to finish the year strong. Uh, finish uh, December in in the black if if we possibly can. Uh, we didn't know when March came around what was going to happen, but God is faithful, and uh, He's been using you to meet the needs of the church that we're continuing. Like I say, not just to maintain, but to move forward. So you can give online. That's a really easy way to do it. You can give through the church app. That's even easier. Once you set it up uh, initially, you hit the button and it's and it's there. You can give by uh, mailing it in. We're just asking as we approach the end of the year, we have one more Sunday uh, left before the end of the year. But if you need to get your uh, tithes and offerings in, just postmark it before December 31st and we'll make sure that we get that in. Then January, we'll be dispersing uh, the giving records that if you need that for your uh, taxes. We'll have that for you. As always, if you have any questions, just contact us at I, uh, godgivesyouhope at gmail.com. Godgivesyouhope at gmail.com. We'll help you in any way any way that we, that we can. Uh, so some announcements. We're going to have an online Christmas Eve service. We're still going to do candle lighting. We're just going to do it in our homes. And so that's going to be at 6.30 p.m., 6.30 p.m. on Christmas Eve, and we're going to be broadcasting live from the Sabella Production Studios again, and uh, we'll be lighting the candles as as well and sharing with that. Going to have some uh, Christmas carols we're going to sing, scripture reading, uh, short message, and the candle lighting. So what we're asking is that you take a picture of your family with your candles lit and post it to social media, and whatever social media program you use and use the hashtag I hope AG I hope AG and the reason we're doing that is because then we can search the different platforms and we can find all of your pictures we want to sort of put them together in a collage type of a thing and show that even though we're not together we are together and so uh, take a picture of your family holding the candles post to social media I hope AG I hope AG, and we're going to do that. Well, I'm going to step away just for a second here and uh, welcome Grandpa Pastor back to the service. Uh, several years ago for VBS, I dressed up like the full Santa. Very exciting. Very exciting. Uh, I've been doing this tradition for, I don't know, probably since I've been here, 21 years. And I used to do Grandpa Pastor, and it was ironic because I was so young, and I had dark hair and had hair. Uh, now, I'm actually of the age to have grandchildren. Uh, we're not, you know, pushing our children in that direction yet, but someday it would be nice. Uh and it'll be better for you once you get married, you two that are here in Sabella Production Studios. Once you get married, uh, eventually you'll get tired of hearing us ask. So that'll be a great and wondrous and glorious day. No? Oh, boy, I'm in trouble. Well, let me share this story with you. Uh, I'm going to lean back and see how it looks. Is it okay? We have the whole family uh, working today. Lindsay is my assistant. Joe is the cameraman. Dory is the social media coordinator. 
uh, on here. And so here's a great story that I found. As the tall, stately angel rose and walked toward the front of the chapel, there was a buzz among the cadets. Gabriel was a living legend. He cleared his throat and began to speak to the other angels. I've been asked to speak to you today about what I learned throughout my career. Foremost is this, as angels, we're servants of the Most High God. The lesson I learned, not during my days here in the academy, but from a human being, from a girl. I'd been summoned before God to be briefed on a new mission, and he told me this. God said, Gabriel, you have a most important assignment. I'm sending my son to redeem the earth. To do this, he must become a human himself. Your mission is to announce this plan to the young woman I have chosen to be his mother. Her name is Mary, and she lives in the village of Nazareth in Galilee. She is going to be married. That means she's already considered a wife, though they're not living in the same home until those final ceremonies are done. And Gabriel, she's never had children. She's young. So when you first see her, be gentle. Speak to her plainly so that she understands. So I began my, my journey and went to where Mary was. I stood there and said, greetings, Mary. And she gasped. Imagine a human being seeing an angel for the first time. Hello, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. All the color drained from her face. I can still remember what she looked like. I motioned for her to sit down, and she carefully removed the full water jug from her head, and she set it down, and then eased herself on the far end of the rock. Don't be afraid, Mary, I said. You found favor with God. You will give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. She appeared stunned at these words, but I continued. Your son will become a, a great man, and he will be called the Son of the Most High God. What's more, the Lord will give him the throne of David, his ancestor, and he will reign as Messiah over Israel forever. Of his kingdom and reign, there will be no end. I paused. The message shocked me. I couldn't imagine the impact it must have had on her. I was shocked by the message. Imagine, imagine this young teenage girl hearing this for the first time. She says in sort of a small voice, how, how will this happen? I'm, I'm not even married. And so I said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, your son will be born, will be born holy, and he will be called the Son of God. Amazing. The father was prepared to rest his entire Christ enterprise, the salvation of this world, the forgiveness of sins on this young girl. Her response, her decision was essential. She was to be the mother of God's own son, so young, I continued to reassure her because I could tell from her face she was very frightened. And now your relative Elizabeth, in her old age, she's going to have a son too. Mary said to herself, oh, old Elizabeth, really? Oh, and I could see just a, a glimmer, a twinkle of hope 
in her eyes. Yes, they thought they couldn't have children, but it turns out she's already six months pregnant. Mary was almost grinning at this point. She couldn't imagine her old relative, uh, Elizabeth, having a child. But then I saw her smile fade, and I, I couldn't read her thoughts, but could only imagine what she must be thinking. How could she ever explain this to anyone? Who would understand what was going to be happening to her? Who would ever believe her? Her father would be furious. Her mother deeply hurt. And what about Joseph? Joseph was already preparing their home to live in. Their plans, their dreams, everything has changed. I had been given one sentence by the father with which to respond, no matter how Mary responded. And it's this, nothing will be impossible with God. Nothing. She was quiet for a moment longer, lost in her thoughts. Then she looked up at me with clear eyes and said intently, Here I am. I'm the Lord's servant, his handmaid. Let what you have said come to pass. She stood up. She made her way up the path to the village. Her steps were assured, almost with a spring in her step. At the top of the hill, she steadied the jar with one hand, and she waved to me with the other, and then she was gone from my view. And that is how I met Mary. She taught me what it means to be a servant, when it's hard to obey, when there seems to be no hope except for God's promise. Mary took the words, for nothing is impossible with God. For those that are listening and the children that are listening to this, can you say nothing is impossible with God? You know, even we as adults probably need to be reminded of that, that nothing is impossible with God. Whenever I struggle with obedience, I think of this young girl who began a servant's journey with the words, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be. Let it happen. I am his servant. The tall angel touched the corner of his eye for a moment, and then he stepped down and he took his seat. Gabriel had learned servanthood from an even greater servant than himself, a young virgin from Nazareth named Mary. Wow, what a great story from Gabriel's perspective and what he learned from Mary and what we can learn from Mary. Can you say one more time today? Nothing is impossible with God. I'm going to ask if you're if you're willing to share uh, any pictures you have with your children or of your children or of your family today. Share them on Facebook so we can see uh, if you're willing willing to do that. We can see them listening to Grandpa Pastor here today. Uh, by the way, I don't know if I mentioned my family's here today, but I'm excited to be a grandpa some, someday, someday. So, well, let me just share a couple quick thoughts uh, with you before we close. I'm not sure what time it is. Can one of my production assistants give me the time? 10.16. Oh, so we've got plenty of time. Uh, I want to share a, a thought with you uh, that helps, helps us during this time and, and specifically uh, through this COVID time and through Christmas, Christmas season. 
Now, the thought is this. The big thought of what I want to share today is this. God's timing is not our timing. How many can say amen to that? God's timing is not our timing. If you know that to be true, if you've experienced that in your life, if you've experienced that in your life, uh, sorry, the, the cat, it's the cat. She wanted to jump on my lap and then, then got stuck. Sabella Production Studios, we have everything. We have everything. We have uh, the animals and, and, and all of that going on here. Anyway, God's, let me get started again. God's timing is not our timing. If you know that to be true, type amen uh, into the message there. We appreciate that. Uh, decision making is so important because the decisions we make ultimately affect our destiny. Uh, it's not the huge decisions so much, but it's the day-to-day -day decisions we make that affect our destiny. And sometimes we do come to a crossroads where we have to make a major decision. But what I've found is the better decisions we make along the path, day by day by day by day, the big decisions actually become easier because we learn to trust in the Lord. Now, we know that the wrong decision is never right. Think about that. The wrong decision is never right. Doing the wrong thing is never, never right. The wrong decision at the wrong time is even worse. But there's something else we need to recognize is the right decision at the wrong time is also bad. Most of you know this story. When uh, Joseph was born, uh, Dory was still uh, right after she gave birth, still, still on the, the gurney and everything going along with it. Well, I was so excited uh, by having a child and having a son. I said to Dory while she was still laying there, oh my goodness, we need to have another child. See, that was the right decision at the wrong time. And that makes it wrong. See, what we're aiming for is the right decision at the right time. And here's what I want you to know about the right decision at the right time. God's timing is always right. God's timing is always right. God's purpose is always right. The, our passage for today is, but when the right time came, God sent his son. We might know it as in the fullness of time, God sent his son. Why was this time the time that God sent his son? Obviously, it was his decision and his sovereignty and in his uh, knowledge. But there's several things that were going on in the world that made this such an opportune time for Jesus to be born. One was during what we would call the intertestamental period between Malachi and Matthew, those 400 years, for a period of time, Alexander the Great was taking over the known world. And he was spreading what they called Hellenism, which meant the Greek culture. And so guess what language most of the world spoke by the time Jesus was born? Greek. And guess what language the New Testament was written in, for the most part? Greek. See, God had a plan and a purpose for everything. During that time, the Romans controlled most of the world. During Jesus' time, after Alexander the Great, the Roman Empire took over. And what they began to do to make the world more accessible was to build roads. Roadway system that had never been done before. You know how the gospel went forward on those very roads that the Romans had built. 
that the world had never seen before. Joseph had to go back to Bethlehem. Guess where the Bible says Jesus needed to be born as the Messiah? Bethlehem. Mary had never been married. Guess what the Bible said 600 years previous to this time that a virgin would give birth to the Messiah. See, God's timing is always right. God's timing is always perfect. Secondly, God is never in a hurry and he's never late. God is never in a hurry and he's never late. How many times have you said, God, I wish you'd hurry up here. I wish that you'd move a little faster. We've all said that. If you said, if you've said, God, I wish that you would hurry up, that you'd move a little faster, uh, type in there, uh, that's me. That's me. Uh, I can raise my hand and say, that's certainly me. I wish God would move a little quicker. But you know what? The truth of it is, is that God is never in a hurry and he's never late. Second Peter says this, but you must not forget this one thing, dear friends. A day is like a thousand years to God and a thousand years is like a day. The Lord isn't really being slow about his promise, as some people think. No, he's being patient for your sake. He does not anyone, want anyone to be destroyed, but he wants everyone to repent. See, God's timing is perfect. He's never in a hurry, but he's never late. He has a reason for waiting to answer our prayers. Third, God's timing isn't always convenient to us. Think of the story of Mary and Joseph. And number four, at the right time, God can do anything that needs to be done to accomplish his purpose and his will. The fourth and last point, God can do anything at the right time to accomplish his purpose and his will in your life. And we know the scripture, we said it in the story to the children, for nothing is impossible to God. That's in Luke 137. Nothing is impossible to God. If you're following along on your phone and reading scripture there, highlight that. If you have your Bible out, uh, we used to read the Bible from, from actual pages in a book, and we would highlight the passages. Boy, that's a great one to highlight. I don't know if you've ever had a time in your life where you've been going through difficult things, and you pick up your Bible and just read through some of the highlights. Imagine going through a difficult time, waiting for God to answer these prayers, and you come across that highlighted verse in Luke one thirty-seven: nothing is impossible with God. So what do we do while we wait? I have two simple steps here while we wait. First of all, worship. Look up to God. Look up to Him. Take our eyes and our focus off of our world and what's going on in our life and take our eyes and our focus and our hearts and our minds and put them on God. How great and how wondrous he is. Read through the stories of the Old Testament to see how God did the miraculous. Excuse me. I apologize. We're real here. This is live. There's no editing. Whatever happens, happens. Read through the stories of Scripture in the Old Testament and the New Testament, where God performed miracles where it seemed impossible, but it's not. Worship God. Pray. Pray to God. Not just to offer your list of things that you want, but to spend time in His presence. I think some of the greatest times of prayer that I've had was when I wasn't saying anything. I just entered into the Lord's presence and just, just to to be there, 
And whether he spoke to me during that time or not, just to know that he's there. That's, that's part of prayer. We're worshiping the Lord by remembering God's promises. Starting on January 3rd, uh, the pastoral team is going to be sharing the 10 promises that you need to know and 10 promises you need to have memorized that will help you throughout your life. Remember the promises of God. Remember how God answered your prayers in the past. Remember, it will remind you that God can do anything, that his timing is always right. He's not in a hurry, but he's never, ever late. So the first thing you do is a positive worship. The second thing you do is the negative aspect. Don't worry. Don't worry. Don't look ahead. Remember this phrase. This is so key and so important. Focus on what is and not what if. When we project too far out into, well, what if this happens and what if that happens? We naturally worry because we don't have any control over those things. But when we focus on what is and what God is doing now and leave the future to him, he takes that worry and guess what it turns into? Worship. You see how this works? The more we worry, the less we worship. The more we worship, the less we worry. You get it? You do. Timing is everything. For centuries, the Jews have been wondering when the Messiah would come. But God's timing was perfect. We may sometimes, and I do this too, wonder when or if God is going to respond to our prayers. But we must never doubt and never give up hope because God will answer our prayers. We've all known people that have been Christians, that got sick, and that passed away. Do you know that God still answered that prayer for healing? He just answered that prayer in heaven. And he gave them eternal life and eternal healing. See, God is always right in what he does. God is never in a hurry. He's never late. God has a purpose and a plan, and he can do the impossible to accomplish his purpose and his plan. At the right time, God will respond. Are you waiting for God's timing? I am in some things in my life. I'm waiting for God. And while I'm waiting, here's two things. I want to worship him. Pray. Remember what he's done in the past. Remember the times that he's answered my prayers. And I don't want to worry. And I'm going to say it one more time as I close. The more we worship, the less we worry. The more we worry, the less we worship. During this Christmas season, there's a lot of unknown. We don't know what the rest of the year is going to hold. We don't know what next year is going to hold. We just don't know. Let me encourage you to trust God and his timing. He has everything under control, even when we don't. Live for him. Rejoice in him. There are two more things that it's always the right time for. And I'll close with this. It's always the right time to accept Jesus as your Savior. There's never a bad time for that. There's always a right time to call out to God and say, God, will you forgive my sins? I'm sorry for what I've done. I want to live for you. That's always the right time. The second that there's, it's always the right time is to rededicate your life to the Lord. Maybe some of you have served the Lord, but you, you've drifted a bit. 
uh, during this time or you were headed in this direction anyhow, but now you're watching today and there's a reason for it. There's a reason that you're watching and listening today. Maybe today, maybe right now at this time is the time to rededicate your life to the Lord. It's as simple as calling out to him wherever you're at and saying, Lord, I've drifted. I want to get back on track. I'm giving you my life all over again. Listen, God has a great, wonderful purpose and plan for your life. And he wants to accomplish it in you. His timing is not our timing, but his timing is always right. Worship more, worry less, and let God work in your hearts and in your lives. And all God's people said, amen, in sign language, amen. Would you type amen into the message here? Type amen if this spoke to your heart today. Uh, not just so that we can see it, but it confirms it in your own heart, amen. So be it. I'm going to stop worrying so much and start worshiping, worshiping more. Let's pray together before we give our benediction. Now to him who is able, wait, I messed that up. See, we're live here. There's, there's no editing taking place here. Uh, <laughs> let's pray first, then the benediction. Hey, be thankful I didn't start praying for the food. I mean, that could happen too. Uh, Lord, thanks for being with us today, wherever we're at, wherever we're watching, whether we're watching it live or some are watching it a little bit later for various reasons. Speak to our hearts. Minister to our hearts. Let us look to the example of Mary that we heard about in the children's story, how she humbly accepted the will of God. Let us live lives of worship, knowing God's timing is not our timing, but God's timing timing is always right. Lord, we want to worship you more and worry less. May today be a day, and whatever we're doing after this service, be a day of worship. That doesn't mean we have to sing songs all day or anything like that. It means just we just see you in everything that we're doing. I'm looking today. I see you in, in this home that you provided, Lord. I, I, I see you in, in the wife that you gave me as a gift and my children. I, I see you in all of that. And God, I thank you for it. Thank you, Lord, for all that you provide for us. Thank you, Lord. I pray for those, Lord, that are committing their lives to the first for the first time. Let them know assuredly that they're now in right relationship with you. For those that are re recommitting their lives, Lord, let them know this is a new day. It's a new start. What a great time of year for. Thank you, Lord, for having everything under control when I don't. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Well, now we can give the benediction. Uh, we're going to be back with you Thursday night, 6.30, back at the Sabella Production Studios. We will be here. If you need candles, I forgot to mention this, we put a box of candles out under the carport. Uh, take what you need. If they're not there, let somebody know. We'll get you some candles. Or just go to the store and buy some candles for your candle lighting. Uh, post your pictures, I hope AG. Hashtag I hope AG so we can see see all of you. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, more than we could ask, more than we could imagine, to him be glory forever and ever. And all God's people said.
Amen. Amen. God bless you. Love you. Talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to Hope Online Podcast. For more information about Hope Assembly of God, go to www.godgivesyouhope.com or download our app in the App Store.